Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How you doing? Got the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rao, also a midwife with the same small home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I am a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant with you two lovely midwives at your out-of-hospital practice. Hey, girl. (laughs) Can you wear those pants next time we have our birth together? I actually think we all three need to wear these pants next time we have a birth together. Let's do it. It's the dream team pants. (laughs) Meredith and I have, somehow, we have the same pants on, but Mm. that doesn't look the same. (laughs) I had a really... (laughs) They look better in different ways. No, we all have fantastic asses. But I had I had this really I had this especially you two. I had this really good idea um because my one of my friends, she actually all the pants that you guys tell me my butt looks good in are pants that I st- stole from her. And so I was She's like the sisterhood of the best looking pants. So I was like, how do you always find pants that like manage to make your ass look so good? And I was like, we should start our own company called Good Ass Pants. Yes. You, Only now you just gave the idea yeah, out to everybody. We're going to bleep out the oh, name. Crap. Just bleep it out later. Yeah. I don't know if I have any time for other entrepreneurial <laughs> experiences anyway. I do. I have so much time. All right. Yeah, so all much the time. time in the world. I actually do have the time in, but not the motivation. Listen, I, I don't just want to say, because you were saying how great our ass is and we're laughing, but the other day at work, Emily goes, so what do you do? Like if someone, like if you need validation or like if you, if you feel like you made a mistake and someone doesn't do that for you or I'm like I don't understand your question and she goes you know like what if someone doesn't like what you say or if they say this has upset me I'm like Emily I don't think you understand how this works (laughs) there are two people in this world that I actually care about it's called our group message that's constantly a source of validation right and so I get validated she's like then how do you get validation I said I get validation every 30 seconds of my life I have a text message that never ends and if anyone else is upset I can't bring myself to care about it because I don't have time for that And she goes, so Meredith and Jessica do all of your validation? I said, yes. Heaps <laughs> all and you heaps need. and heaps of it. Can you imagine us to trying? To get that keeps on giving. Right. Like, how could we possibly be perfect for other people? Like, no, it's too much. It's because we we're too perfect for each other. There's no room. <laughs> There's no room. To, I mean, I think we also do a good job of validating other people. Yes. Yeah. We do get Especially all when we've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're perfect. Oh my God, girl, you're so hot. Don't let anyone tell you you're not hot because you are literally the hottest. I like, listen, drunk Jess, who's like, I'm not even drunk right now. Okay, listen, listen. And then drunk Meredith is like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think you're listening to me. And this is this is the two of them all night. And I'm just like, da, 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 da. I'm going to die. Drunk Over Mary here. sounds a lot like sober Mary. <laughs> Kim, Kim, just re- Kim just retreats into the background and is like, can we go home yet? Do you have a shirt? Do you sell a shirt that matches the wallpaper here in this bar? Because I'd like to purchase it. 
the wallpaper is just bras yeah. just like bras hanging that's fine whatever whatever it takes to hide me from the world from everybody <laughs> except for the two of us who validate you constantly i need i do need that yes <laughs> um so we do have a real subject today we also wanted to do some shout outs first yeah right? we have to do some shout outs so we got some we got two new patrons this week on our patreon and we wanted to say that Woo-hoo. we love and adore you yes. so much so the first one is evie my oldest childhood friend we've friends since we were two years old oh that's so amazing and i also want to say magical unicorn fairy our picture for our episode today is the three of us she got us gifts and they're oh my gosh amazing can you hear that? that's my clitoris bell so they're called they're called the vagina wait vagina mint so it's, it's a like vagina an ornament. Mint. It's, ornament. it's like an vagina. ornament but it's supposed to look like a vagina it's absolutely amazing and so it's set they're made out of felt and so it says where the lady bits are felt Get it? Felt. Felt. <laughs> I keep finding myself like awkwardly fondling my vagina mint while I'm talking to you guys without even realizing because they're so soft. I find so myself doing that a lot too without the felt thing. Whether no, we consent joking. to it being in the room or not. <laughs> no, also, Evie is the one that um, posted that kick-ass picture of herself in yes, roller skates. I was going to say yes, she's like a magical roller skater. Yeah, also. She's awesome. She's got rainbow roller skates. Just, I actually saw her skating and it's hilarious because when we were children... <laughs> We used to like try to skate down the driveway and keep running into the mailbox. Like she couldn't even make it off the driveway. She'd hit the mailbox. So to and see her she's like a, she's amazing. Yeah, see her skating around Atlanta is amazing. I don't know if you know this about me, Evie, but um, when I was a kid, I was quite the roller skater. How the hell you, does she know that? You still love roller skating. I still do love roller skating. Yeah, I, I also take my was kids roller good. skating, but like I did like tricks. Me and my sister, we'd be like pair skaters. I'd get up on her shoulders. Like we did all <laughs> sorts of crazy stuff. Holy I would, moly. I would do jumps and like, so I, you know, now you me. You sound like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I just really totally, like jumps. I totally did <laughs> jumps. Like, totally like roller skating. Whenever no. we talk about Napoleon Dynamite, I always it's just Oz in my head. Like I don't even see that actor oh, anymore. I just see Oz. I would literally do handstands, and then my sister would pull me up onto her shoulders, and then like spin around, and I'd put my hands I out. I can't all, even like, compete. Sounds like we need to I have can't. a skating rink day soon. Well, now I'm in my 30s, and I cannot skate. I don't think that's ever slowed you down. The last to. time we had a skating rink day, my daughter broke her arm. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Max potentially broke his wrist. Broke I told her to suck it up, and turns out. She had, a, she had a broken wrist. Oops. Okay. Well, on, so, Evie, thank you for thank becoming you. our patron. We Everyone wants to call you Evie, but I and have then, to keep telling them your name's Evie. And then we have <laughs> another new patron named Corinne. Yeah. Hey, girl. That, uh, we don't know as say, much sorry. about. Corinne, if you reach out to us and tell us more about you, we are going to share it on the next podcast. We'll share it with the world. But we also adore you and thank you from thank the bottom you so of our much. hearts for uh, being our patron. I thank people from the bottom of my butt because it's bigger. That's true. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> thank you, Corinne. We appreciate it so much. So, so much. So while we're on Patreons. Yes. We have a, um, a sh- like a question. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're keeping us on track because I yeah, forgot about it. Good. I'm doing that. Um, so, yeah, we ha- we want to reach out to our patrons and say, like, we want to give you guys the opportunity to let us know ideas that you have for us to do episodes. And so you have, like, two weeks. Send us all your ideas for episodes. We're going to pick the one that we like or the best two. or two. Or and um, yeah, we will record the episode and the subject that you want us to. And we'll give you all the credit for it, too. Mm-hmm. All the credit. Um, so, yeah, but we do actually have a topic today. We do. For I'm going to let you read it. 
correctly. Yeah, you've got the words right. <laughs> so what we're actually talking about today is um, avoiding common roadblocks to an unmedicated slash vaginal birth. Because we found in our practices that a lot of times there are similar things that people do over and over and over again that make it harder for them to have the birth that they are planning. And this is all in the understanding that there are also women that do everything right, as we always say, and they still do not get that Mm -hmm. vaginal birth. But we are just going to focus on the couple of things that we see that we see that could be avoided in order to help you achieve have the best chance possible to get that planned birth. And then we also realize that there's many people that do not have the goal of an unmedicated birth. And there's also people who sometimes having the medicated birth is what gives you the possibility of having a a vaginal vaginal birth. birth. So there's like no judgment in that or saying you should plan to have an unmedicated birth. Right. We're just talking about it today. We're we're just talking about interventions and like what they lead to. How about the nurse that, um, messaged us from canada oh yeah that was great that helped a mom have did she have an unmedicated birth or it was it that she listened to our podcast and then used the positional things and then she had a vaginal birth it was definitely a vaginal i don't know if those no she ended up having an unmedicated birth yeah so we we got an email from a rn who is a she works in OBGYN in delivering babies in Canada. And she said that she's been learning a lot from our podcast and she's been using the tricks that we talk about to help her clients on the floor. Cause she said she has a, they have a very high epidural rate and all of like intervention rate. And so she's been, especially for people who are planning to not have intervention, she's been using a lot of the things we've been saying and she said she it actually really helped her with this particular client to Which have an makes, unmedicated birth it makes me so happy because it means that our podcast isn't just for us to yeah. drink <laughs> and listen to ourselves we're actually helping people it has a greater purpose. i know i was like spinning when she sent that email so like send your emails of what you think like when we she sent that email emails. i was like we actually helped someone who lives four thousand miles away have a better birth through the fact that we sit around talking to these microphones, drinking wine once a week, mm-hmm. which to me was like a hobby. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We just did this so we could vent for I a while. It. I love it. It's become so much more. I want to say too, if you're listening and you're like, oh, what are those cool tricks that she was talking about? It was probably the spinning babies spinning tricks that we babies, reference all the time in episodes. Baby, so babies. check out spinning babies. We talked about spinning babies a lot in our posterior mm-hmm. birth that we did in Key West that, the malpositioned babies may or may not remember yeah. fully. Yeah, we talked about spinning babies. <laughs> we talked about the miles circuit. <laughs> talked about a lot. Kim of things. was too hungover to remember. What I we was just about. happy to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Right. I thought you wanted to be dead. All right, I so did. let's dive in. <laughs> like a muff, what she said. <laughs> I like that one too. <laughs> so, I think that the first thing I notice when it comes to the mistakes people make is. I see this a lot with first-time moms, um, is thinking, well, I hear these stories of things that happen to other people, but that's not going to happen to me. And we talk about this so much, is like choosing your birth provider. Because Mm -hmm. so many people, especially when they're pregnant for the first time, it's like they will see red flag after red flag after red flag with their providers not supporting them and what they're saying. But they're like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, instead of giving like real answers, they're just deflecting the conversation. Yeah. And people just have this tendency because it is work to 
find a new provider and some people are like well is my provider gonna feel bad if I switch to a new provider or it's like I my insurance pays for this which like sometimes that is a huge thing like people that don't have the choice it's like making that work but um, for people that do have the choice that would be like the first thing I would say is like choose a provider who is going to support you in what you want from your birth and I don't think people even understand and, and not in like an ignorance way just they don't understand the difference between what they're currently getting and what they could have Mm -hmm. from an out-of-hospital provider um, or even an in-hospital provider that they love. That supports, yeah, Right, like I hear people are like, oh, I had my first baby in the hospital, but I had an amazing midwife or an amazing OB and I loved them. Okay, great. Yeah. Like you should feel that way. Mm -hmm. Everyone should feel that way. Yeah. Regardless of in or out-of-hospital. Both of my cousins had in-hospital births and they both wanted vaginal births and they were kind of like open to medicated births, but we're going to try for unmedicated. And I remember being so pleasantly surprised by how happy they were with their providers because they both ended up doing like Foley casts and one ended up going home with a Foley cath, which I've never heard of. Yeah. So that's like why those conversations are super important to have prenatally to figure out like what your plan is, especially around like induction, because that's like going to be super likely in a hospital situation. Because like you're saying, it's like even within the hospital, there's so many different providers. So even if you want that medicated birth with an epidural or whatever, there's still going to be providers who are going to be more like lend to you having a good birth and supportive as opposed to like not have a good bedside manner and, which is so important in processing your birth trauma. Yeah. Like even if your birth doesn't go the way you want, if you have a provider that helps you feel empowered and heard, that's going to make such a huge difference in your story. Yeah. So ask those questions don't be afraid to change if like, because I don't know how many times people come to me and they're like, well, we talked to you during our first pregnancy and this happened and that happened. And then I, you know, we ended up being like, oh, everything might, will probably be fine. And then they go in and they're like, it was not fine. And then they end up doing something. It some- was not fine. And then they end up doing something different the second time and having like what we were talking about a couple episodes, like the redemption birth. But it is possible to not need a redemption birth. So it it's so interesting to me because there are certain things that almost everyone will do in their life, like buying a car, for example. I will watch people research cars for months before they finally decide, like, what kind of car they want and what dealership. Ooh, let me see, like, which dealership has the best reputation and blah, blah, blah. But when Or, it like, comes trolling to, for prices and right. just, like, getting constant emails about, like, how things are going. Yes, for months. But when it comes to, when it comes to pregnancy... We are just used to doing whatever mainstream tells us to do, but yeah. this is or one our of the insurance companies, <laughs> right? But just like your wedding, like you're going to spend months planning that big day. Like you should spend that much time planning and choosing the people that will be a part of your birth. It's it's such an important day. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, can I ask agreed. a clarifying question for me more than anything? Because I can't let go of this. So I feel like let's say you're in a situation where you're in labor, you're not enjoying the care that you're receiving while you're in labor. Don't you have the right to request not necessarily a different on-call provider, but nurses? You do. Right. Isn't that a right that you have in the hospital? I'm pretty sure if you are in the hospital, you can, you can, you know what? Someone's going to correct me on this and I hope they do, but I was That's why I'm also asking is to clarify. They can fire their person. They can literally yeah. say, "You are not allowed back in my room." Give you totally can, but not the o- not the OB necessarily. No, you but can the nurse. even say yeah. you can even say like, "No, you're not allowed back in my room to okay. the OB." Okay. Like, 
you can't be forced to allow someone in your room that you don't feel safe with. Okay. So, I mean, that's just now something I to think about, know. too. If, like, you're already in a situation that and you want to change it, you don't have to do that prenatally. You have the power to do that within your birth experience as well. You can, but I think it would... I think, I think you can. And if someone... So, I had someone that actually requested a local hospital's protocols, and they were told they don't legally have to give them. So, no one really knows what the protocol or the law... Not the law, but the protocol or the standard. But the thing is, like, if you go into the hospital and even if you are 100 percent in the right, like someone is treating you poorly, they are not listening to you. They're they're quasi abusive. If you request another provider, you're going to be that person. Like no one is going to go, oh, that poor thing. Like she wants another provider because they're not treating her well. But they're that shouldn't say, keep people from seeking out the care. No, they feel no. Comfortable but what I'm with. but what I'm saying is. That can be avoided by doing it beforehand. Yeah. Before you're in yeah. labor. Before you're in labor. Because you should you should absolutely kick someone out of your room if you're not comfortable. And it's not your fault. It is not your fault you're being treated that way. But I feel like they're going to be like, oh, that's the one. You get the one in six who fired her other provider. So I don't know. It's either going to go well or worse. So just, just give yourself that. Like, do it for yourself in the beginning. Like, don't be like, oh... My partner says, or I think that it's not worth the extra couple dollars to pay for this person, or we just don't want to make someone feel bad. Like, don't wait until you're in labor to give yourself what you deserve. Well, there's that saying that it's like, like women will remember their births for the rest of their lives. Whereas for the provider that you choose, like even for us, we remember births, but even for us, it's still, it's a day, it is a day at work. So it's like. Don't worry about hurting their feelings. You will remember mm-hmm. your birth for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. Your provider probably will not remember. And I obviously it. won't carry the same weight to no, it. They're not going to I care. mean, I've only done providers in the hospital will have done 20,000 births. Yeah. For me, I've done only hundreds which I'm very proud of, but I'll be honest, like there are births that I don't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember the people, but that like, I don't remember the moment. There are some where it definitely helps to have like a little clue, like a trigger word or like, and it's something that happened that helps it like all the rest of it unfold. Cause right. sometimes it's like, uh, but if I have three births in 24 hours, like they're going to run together. Like, Ironically some- though, we tell that story of those three births all the time. Yes, so. we do. <laughs> I guess they stood out. <laughs> I guess being sleep deprived for that long stuck with us. Yeah. <laughs> So I was super sleep deprived this week, but I'll tell you that story at the end. So that's the first thing that we have to say is like, please don't underestimate the power of choosing your provider. And then Kim, you were saying the next thing, how many people do you have come in, especially because we work with women who their whole plan is to have unmedicated out of hospital births. And there's so many times I know that you say like, look into having a doula, look into taking a childbirth class. And there's so many people who don't want to do that. And even like talking to the dads last week where they were, or so many people where they're like that childbirth class. Yeah, I think all of them mentioned difference. it. Yeah. Every one of them talked about mm-hmm. that class. Like they could not say enough. So my thing is like, we also get a lot of late to care moms, which means I don't have as much time to teach them all of the things that I would like to. But when I had my own practice, you had to take the class. If it was not your first baby, if you, I, I should, 
if you had not already had an unmedicated vaginal birth and fully understood what was involved to get through an unmedicated birth, I would not take you on as a client unless you took the class, but I paid for it. So it wasn't like an, an obligation financially. You just had to find the time for one day. So for me, we do take um, late to care clients at the center and I do say to them, our number one reason for transfer is first time moms with no class and no doula because you're just not fully anticipating like Mentally what prepared. is coming. So Jen recently got frustrated because usually they do. They'll at least do the class. But yeah. And not everybody can afford a doula. There right. are cheaper doulas out there. But there any doula is better than no doula. Yeah. Usually. But um, Jen has decided she's going to do a whole she's going to start going back and looking over and doing like doing a whole slideshow of primips with no doula and no class to see like what's that transfer rate. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That would um, actually be really interesting. And then recently we had a mom where I was like we sat together. She was late to care. I'd only met her like once or twice. And I looked right at her and I said, you're my main transfer. You you personally because you don't have a doula. You chose not to take the class despite me saying, please, please take the class. And so I just want you to know, like, you're in that category of transfer. And I don't know how to help with that other than I'll do what I can. So I just laid it out there. So when she, the part of the reason she got through labor is she said, well, I took that as a challenge. Because we couldn't <laughs> do, we couldn't do the class and we couldn't afford a doula. And I was not about to transfer because of those reasons. And that is what got me through my birth. Wow, that's awesome. That's I know. <laughs> but not everyone's going to take it as a challenge. I also <laughs> want to say too, like, I, so like eventually Terrence and I would like to have a child and I want to say like, I'm taking the freaking class because it's totally different. You might know so much about birth, but it's totally different when you put it in the context of oh, your Oh, hell own yeah, experience. you're taking that class. You better believe it. Yeah. I'm not coming to your birth if you don't take that no, class. No, I am taking it because <laughs> I Man, have I will. two of my clients right now. <laughs> I, won't, <laughs> I won't go to the class with you though because it's my oh, mom. Oh, you're not going to be my support person? No, my mom's class that annoys me. Terrence is going to do it. Oh, I know. He's so excited. So. But I wanted to say too, like it does. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you know about birth. It's when you are in a space that's there just for you as the person expecting to prepare for labor. It's a completely different thing. It's so important. And so the, all of you all informed people go anyway. I don't know. And we talk about this all the time. Like when it's you, it's different. Like you were saying, and it comes to other things like you're a midwife that deals with like, like health of everything. And Sometimes you'll have something going on and you'll still text us and be like, guys, I have this, 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 and this, I this, don't know this going what's on. Happening with I my feel vagina. like we've been waking each other up. Yeah. Oh no, not even about your and vagina. And she like texts us, yeah, with, about her vagina. Yeah. And we're like, you're like the vagina expert. And we'll be like, Kim, it's, that's it's obviously that a yeast thing. infection. You took an antibiotic two weeks ago. <laughs> and then she's like, it's Are not you sure? tissue paper, Kim. It's yeast. <laughs> I think or like I woke up and I was like oh my god I bought a new shampoo and it's so perfumed am I an idiot like but when it's you it's different it's different and yeah. that's how it is when you're having a baby too you forget all the things you know all of it. and even if you don't forget it you still need that validation of someone to say remember this is what happens so yeah it's so important take the class if you have any ability to do it like get a doula if you have any ability to do it like it really makes a big difference so if you have a big family and everyone like they all want to buy like matching outfits and tutus and all this stuff like we've said this before 
shower, ask for a doula. Yeah, make that your baby like, shower gift. Can I can I ask for a doula for my baby shower? And mm-hmm. if everyone contributes just a few dollars, like it goes such a long yeah. way. I know that when I had my babies 10, 10, 11 years ago, like I got so much stuff at my baby showers that I did not need. And that's still at normal. all. Like there's so much at stuff all. we think we need that that's why everyone's giving away baby stuff all the time because you really need very little to have a baby. Um, and so, yeah, that is definitely something you could do. Be like, put out a jar that instead of spending $30 on a onesie, your kid is going to wear one time. Maybe not even a, one time if it's a newborn yeah, and your child's because larger Because it than has a cute pounds. saying, like, put that $30 in the jar and it'll go a long way yeah. towards having a doula or even a postpartum doula. Like, it'll, it definitely will help you transition into parenthood more than that onesie. Doulas make such a difference that when people have a doula, they don't even recognize that I'm there. They, it doesn't even matter. Like, and That's when I was not a, true. And when I was a student, when I was <laughs> acting as the doula, people would be like, "Oh my god, I don't even remember who was there. It was just except you. for when bad cop Kim has to come in and be like, "You push us, baby, I'm right I mean, now." That's, that's definitely not something a doula can do. For that's someone. my job, though, and I'm good at it. But just, yeah, the doula just, just saying you're still very present. So amazing. It's a diff- it's a very different, very yeah. very different role. Before we move on to the next topic, can we just take a moment to paint a picture for our listeners? So we are sitting on Jess's couch, right? <laughs> She's literally sitting in my lap. I like the two notice. of us are, are on one side of the couch on top of each other. Kim is as far away from us as humanly possible I am actually, on the other side of the couch. I'm doing the thing to Meredith that my kids do to me every day. We, where no, my body we, is we just like gravitating towards Whenever her. Jess and I end up in this some kind of sitting situation together we're always end up just like on top of each and every other. time my knee accidentally touches <laughs> jess i immediately like pull it back but and back I, away i, I can't so be bad. any further away as this was unfolding i was like this is gonna flow really weird like they're making eye contact and talking with each other i'm not even looking at jess's face because she's sitting on top of me <laughs> well, I keep but i'm realizing because i i'm able to pivot but what i'm realizing is like we don't like have to look people. at each other we're touching and so like this is our way of <laughs> <laughs> but but according to body expert body room. language experts we're still very involved with what kim's saying because both of our knees are pointing towards her oh, that's true thanks. are you talking about new girl no it's just psychology <laughs> if oh. you're interested in someone you point your knees towards them when you're near them and you're having a conversation I just pointed my toes towards you. I'm just picturing you talking to someone with totally (laughs) face the other way. Are your knees like plied out? Yes. Around them. It It happens to me more often you would think. Looking at a wall. Most people do not take the hint. Are you talking to the wall? No, I'm talking to you. Like, do you see where my knees are right now? Pay attention to my knees. Peek back and I'm like, oh, you're still there. Why are you still here? (laughs) Can't you see my knees are pointed towards the wall? (laughs) My feet are pointing completely the opposite direction direction from you i obviously don't like you but i'm too nice to tell you it's like am i am my legs trying to cramp up from the effort <laughs> well you changed your mind and i felt your knee touch me yeah i cramped <laughs> it was called a spasm i cramped and there's limited space what do you want from me <laughs> oh my god oh okay so we have three minutes before we have to go to break um what is one topic we can talk about in three minutes that i just want to recap that everything we have said so far is in in one word education yes as both uh, all it was so cool that walter and andrew and josh and chuck all said educate yourself and you know when it comes to things most of us do not if you're buying a car you're educated as all get out but when it comes to having a baby like men you need to do it too like educate yourself educate yourself and don't have wishful thinking especially if it's your first baby like it's so 
normal for us to have wishful thinking and say it will not happen to me i did it before i even had kids like my kids are going to be different but try not to do that when your kids are very different they're not you're gonna have but it was just as hard as everyone warned me it was going to be yes um it's okay to like visualize and have visions but you also prepare for the unexpected yeah so when it comes to your birth like don't have wishful thinking and ignore all the red flags and be like that's not gonna happen to me because it's probably gonna happen to you if you're doing that and then there's like one other thing i want to cover before we go to break and then that's um because i don't think we need to talk about it for long but it's like if you can at all go see a webster technique chiropractor especially in your last trimester um because some of the biggest pitfalls to not being able to have a vaginal birth and an unmedicated birth both are um misalignment baby's not in a good position and I can't tell you how many times that I've had clients who end up with C-sections that are clients who don't go to the chiropractor and then they go in and it's a surprise breach or they go in and baby's asynclitic. And that can happen even if you go to the chiropractor, but it happens a lot less if you're seeing a Webster yes. Technique certified chiropractor. And not for just, s- sorry, go ahead. For just for people who are like, well, women have been doing this since the beginning of time why do we now need chiropractors because we well, don't squat anymore <laughs> yes women aren't doing the same things we used to do we we're used not, to squat and and be outside active. and be active and i'm sorry but half we of our clients sit at a desk all day we sit so much more in positions mm-hmm. that are not acceptable i'm for not our calling you lazy health. i'm just saying this it, is our no, life it's just our lifestyle now like I sat on the couch all day sunday mm-hmm. doing absolutely nothing we have a lot more free i've literally never done that Except for postpartum. But the problem too is like it's not it's just even it's not even just our free time, it's our productive time. Our productive time is sitting now too. Yeah. That's true. I do type when I'm sitting or laying. Yeah. Oh, Chris bought me a little computer um desk for my bed. Because everyone kept laughing how I kept trying to type in bed but it keeps sliding down my legs. So you can like lay back in a recline position while typing. That's the opposite of what we tell our moms. That's the worst thing you can do if you're pregnant. I'm not pregnant. (laughs) I know you're not pregnant. (laughs) Who cares? So it's fine. But I'm just telling you. See, that's what I'm saying. Like our lives. You know, it's it does not contribute towards healthy pelvic health and baby being in a good position. And so in short, like you can educate yourself. Get a doula, do the childbirth education class, educate yourself again. And then if you do everything, at least then if your birth doesn't go as you, you know, yeah. as you wanted, there's no doubt that you, you know tried you you could. everything to avoid those obstacles, yeah. you know, get the right provider, have someone there with you. Like, and then if it doesn't work the way you want it to, you won't feel like maybe I should have done a, B, and C. X, Y, or Z. Oh, we've chosen. Look at that. You're the bookend to my bookend. Uh, the <laughs> I'm the end of your alphabet. All right. Of course, I'm the beginning. That's how it should <laughs> <Yes>. be. <laughs> the alpha and the omega. All right. Uh, let's go to break. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. So our sponsor for today's episode is once again our Teespring shop. Do you love cute shirts with birthy sayings on them? Do you love our logo? Would you love to have a mug or a bag with our logo on it? Well, if you like any of those things, then our Teespring shop is the place for you. 
Um, we will put a link to it in our posts on social media. Um, but it's the Wine About Birth Teespring. And we are really trying to raise money in order to get a professional to add closed captions to our YouTube videos so that the deaf community can enjoy our podcast as much as the hearing community. So check out our Teespring shop and um, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Cheers. Welcome back from that delightful break. I think the break was longer than our recording so far. That was a very long break. So I'm drinking red wine. And yeah, we (laughs) talked about the things. And welcome to the show, Drunk Jess. Tell us more (laughs) about you, Jess. I don't know if you... I wasn't going to talk about me. I don't know if you know this about me. But I really like red wine. Why don't you talk about me since you know so much? I do know so much about you. <laughs> oh, wait, you should do that right now. You should be her, then you be her. And yeah, do share an this. impression of me, Kim. Okay. I Wait, you have to talk first. Okay. Just start talking. Yes, I just so, talk. so I don't know if you know this about me, but I really <laughs> like red wine. I really <laughs> like red wine a lot. <laughs> Why are we not videotaping <laughs> Oh, good one. The hand gesture was good on one, point. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm just going to start videoing now because we've missed a lot of gold. So all right, now you have to do Kim. Now I have do to me, do Jess. Kim. In a non-sexual way because <laughs> that breaks all of our rules of friendship. Hey, Kim, guess what? Um, what? I am going to meet this really fun person that we both like at the brewery on Monday night. You want to come? No. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. No. Why would I ever do that? I'm going to be at home. And I'm probably going to go to sleep after I cook hamburger helper. And I'm definitely not doing that. (laughs) But I love you. Okay. (laughs) Whatever you say. Because I love you no matter what. You're perfect the way you are. I don't know if you know this about me. but And I don't know if you know this about me. But I love the brewery. (laughs) And also. Shout out box office. (laughs) All right. Also, they're not doing me because they know that I would cry if they made fun of me. I would just like to take a minute to recognize that we all love each other so much that we understand how the person talks. And now we can do it. And now we can move on with our lives. And now we're moving on. You're going to have to cut oh, all. I forgot we were recording. So, You're going to have to cut all that out because it's so dumb. It's not dumb. Uh, all right. Moving on. Oh, so man. we were talking about... Um, Things that you can do to avoid problems in your birth if you're planning an unmedicated slash vaginal birth. Did you just Thing do it? Make you go, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't notice when yes, I do it. Yes, she did. I don't notice when I do it. Oh, man. <laughs> So what is the next thing? This is something that Kim did not want to talk about, but I think it's important to talk about. What no, did I not want to diet. diet. Oh, I... Listen, when you told me why you wanted to talk about diet, I got it. But to me, it's like I see all these people doing nothing and still getting. It's like when you choose your battles, that's the battle I choose not to battle. True. (laughs) Yeah. But I think I'm still doing the thing with my hand. Um, Now that you know. Damn it, I should not have pointed it out to you. Oh, it's so good, though. I, I didn't even realize she did it until you did it. I know. Now I can't even stop. Now I have to hold. I'm going to sit on my hand. <laughs> so now I think. Can you not do that while we're here? That, that <laughs> there are people, though, because diet can, if you're not getting enough protein and salt and fluid, 
it can cause preeclampsia, which is going to definitely take your birth on a different track. Can we say fluids and not fluid? Fluids sounds better. And I do agree. And I think that people who like are on that line of healthy or not healthy, absolutely. But it's just like... Or some people just have a Slurpee every day and have a three-hour birth. Like That's it's to me, it's true. like not fair. There's it's so always, not fair. There's always outliers because then there's the people who don't take the class, don't have a doula, don't do any research, don't and make they any still plans, just, and they literally walk into a hospital yes. and squat, and their baby falls out on the floor. I, feel I wish like I could with diet, figure out why. Though, that like that there's less outliers like people yeah. have really crap diets and have really great births yeah. all the time but if you do get preeclampsia you can have a really crap birth and so it's like yeah. having just like being aware that having enough protein salting your food to taste having enough liquids hydrating hydrating hydrate. can prevent some of those yes. problems i agree when it comes to like preeclampsia i agree but also if you do have if you do develop preeclampsia like if you're one of those people we're not saying that you caused it. No. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you should have done no. this. Like I've seen what I mean, one of our one of our friends, like she has the healthiest diet I've ever seen and yeah. she developed preeclampsia. Yeah. So yeah. it's not always something you can control, but you can it would help be, prevent it, but doesn't yes. mean it's a hundred percent preventable. Right. But look up the Dr. Brewer statistics because they are really interesting and they really show that there's a lot more preeclampsia out there than there needs to be. For if that sure. makes sense. Yeah. I feel like the way to get people or to encourage people to drink water specifically isn't about like the outcome of their birth, but more of like their comfort along the way. Like if you're um, nauseous yeah. or having leg cramps or constipated, like basically everything in pregnancy can be somewhat alleviated with water. So I yes. feel like I don't even like we do talk about how it impacts like the bigger picture, like with your birth. But like, I'm also like, well, I know that you're uncomfortable right now. So if you drink water now, that can help with that. Right. It can help. And you might not get constipated, which is also uncomfortable and do you know cause what? hemorrhoids, which is also uncomfortable. Do you know what I lived off of when I was pregnant with Oscar? We're talking about your first trimester or like all three of them? Let me guess. No, Let at, me the, guess. at the end. Ramen the noodles. Um, possibly. That's why he likes ramen <laughs> No, so it, was out, it was a snack that I ate at night when I was watching movies. Pop-tarts. I thought that you were a snack that Chuck ate at night. I am. <laughs> but while he was doing that, I was eating another you snack. You were eating Pop-Tarts? No, it was even worse. What was it? I would take a bowl. And I would f- a bowl, a bowl, and I'd f- well, I was not smoking. I did not smoke <laughs> when I was pregnant. But I would take a dinner bowl and I would fill it with the spray whipped cream, not not Cool Whip. It's different. Real whipped cream. Yeah. I hate Cool Whip. Yeah, I hate Cool Whip. Spray. I would judge you if it was Cool Whip. Yes, thank you. I judge anyone that eats Cool Whip. It's just it's gross. But I'd spray a whole like I'd do that like in circles until it was full, and then I would take as many chocolate sprinkles as I could and just dump it on and I'd mix it up and I would take my little fat self back to my hobbit hole and I would eat it while I was watching TV. That's what I ate at night with Oscar. Well, I mean, at least there delicious. wasn't like a milkshake underneath it. It was so stinking delicious. So I would say that's probably not a problem if, but if you are having problems with like gestational diabetes, I was not probably avoid that. I was one of the lucky ones. Also, how many of our moms do we say avoid dairy? In the last couple of weeks, because that's adding fluff, all Correct. of our moms listen to this. You should tell Kim that story next time she tells you that. Yeah, it was terrible. He, But I had him at 38 weeks, and he was 8, 12. Can you yeah. imagine if I went to term, he would have been like 10 pounds? 
true, but it also goes to like the theory that people grow their babies to the point where they're ready. Not, it's not like, well, I could have my baby at thirty-eight or forty-two. It's like your baby, you will probably go into labor when your body's ready to. Usually, usually, not outliers. Always. There's always the outliers. There's always the outlier. Yeah, Maybe so that should have been the name of our podcast. It's a outliers. really good book by Stephen King. It it's is called really Outlier, good. right? Oh, so good. Did yeah. I tell you about it? And you read it? No, I read no. Stephen King in high school. You told us about it, but we never. No, that read was it. one of the n- kind of like legend. Isn't Outliers so an older one? Possibly. So Moving what is on. something else that we can do? Okay, so I want to get biggest, into like. It's your biggest one. Uh, it's your biggest, my biggest one. one. You tell everyone every time. Go ahead. My biggest it's one. It's your biggest one. <laughs> Sorry. I just had a moment. Um, so I don't know which one you're talking about. Is it's it Chasing <laughs> Labor? Yeah, I took okay. it from you. I tell people this. Yes. Okay, so yeah, one of my biggest ones is don't chase labor, let labor, labor chase, chase you. you. And so basically what that means is that there's so many people go who get sleep. so excited to go into labor <laughs> that Wait, when that when they <laughs> when they think they might be in labor or they're having early labor signs, they're like they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm going to have my baby today." Um and then they they're like, all right, well, let me walk around the block 40 times and let me do squats and let me do this and do that. And then active labor hits and they're like, oh, God, I'm so tired. I can't go on. It's the worst. So I always. It's often a first time mom. Yes. I and did I, this with a client of mine the other day. <laughs> and so I also say this. I also say this when it comes to trying to get yourself to go into labor before you're ready if there is not a reason why you have to go into labor like your water is broken and like you need to go into labor within so many days or like you're going to 42 weeks and you're going to risk out of your practice like don't try and make your labor start before it's ready to start because you're setting yourself up for problems and you're probably going to tire yourself out. So what are your rules for stimming? Because I know people stim at the birth center. What is a rule, really? It's not a we rule. We wait till the it's last a, possible it's second. It's a suggestion. Yes. It's a suggestion. So for me, like, um, if you're in the hospital, if you're birthing in the hospital, I can understand why, like, if they have their very strict cutoff, I can understand. And you've challenged it and you've challenged it and you right. cannot... And you know you have to be in labor by a certain time. Like, yeah, fine. That's fine. But for our clients that come in to the center or like for Linden Tree, I'll be like, listen, you are avoiding the hospital for a reason. Like you could have gone to the hospital, but you didn't. You're choosing to go out of the hospital. And so we're not going to push those. We're going to do what our body, we're going to trust your body. We're going to do what your body wants. So my rules, like personally, is I don't encourage STEM until 41 and four for okay. a new, for a first time mom. Yeah. For a second time or more, I'll say, okay, maybe by 41 weeks we can like do a, do a stretch and sweep or whatever. Or if there's like a mom has a history of like 10 pound babies, I might think about sweeping her at 40 weeks if she's like really worried about having a giant baby. Yeah. But they're like, it's individual. It's all individualized. But I like to tell clients, like if I get the right client that I can be like Frank with, I'll say, <laughs> hi, my name is Frank. Hi, my name is Frank. <laughs> and I would like to tell you a story. That's Frank. By Frank. About the last person who chased their labor and regretted it. Yes. A lot. Uh, let's talk about that. We tell that. that story to everybody. I do. We try yeah. to scare but everyone. The story I don't tell everyone is I'm like, think of your labor like an orgasm. 
Like if you lay there mm-hmm. and try and try and try and try and try mm-hmm. and you're thinking and you're clenching and you're, you know, you're not relaxing, then that orgasm, when you finally get it, it's going to suck. Mm. But if you can like just let it roll. That must be a new thing because I don't remember. I have ever I've been doing, saying that. We I've been doing together. this. For, it's yes. really good though. For years I've been, I've been telling this. The metaphor, not yes, the orgasm. not the orgasm. <laughs> So I'll say, but, th- but, but just sleep through your orgasm. If you like story. relax and be loose and just let it go and just wait and you wait and you wait, that orgasm is going to be so And you have a better. partner who supports <gasps> you in waiting. Right. Then it's the same thing for birth. Like if you wait and you wait and you hydrate just to clarify, and you sleep. Does not mean that you're going to have an orgasmic birth. We would love that for you, but that is not a guarantee. Oh, I wish that were the thing. So then if you can like push it off for as long as possible, when mm-hmm. it finally hits, it's going to be strong it's going to be good i think you've made birth the sexiest i've ever heard it and then you're not going to be able to get away from it and so that's what i tell people because especially (laughs) especially first time moms like they have this tendency where it's like you'll have labor start and stop several times and then they're like well i went to sleep and it stopped and so then it it happens again they're like well i don't want to go to sleep because i don't want it to stop like if your labor is really ready to go, sleeping's not going to stop no, it. No, you won't sleep. Wine's it. not going to stop it. Benadryl. Benadryl's Unisom. not going to stop it. Nothing's going to exactly. stop it. Like it is going to chase you and it's going to track you down. It will run you down. And usually that happens to the moms who have been chasing their labor and now they're like, no, my labor's chasing me and I just want to go to sleep. Right. So it's like sleep as long as you possibly can. I just if I it gets through the first six or seven centimeters. Embrace that. I think that, that this is like our that. friend Ashley did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For her first baby, she listened, and when I finally went to her house to check her, she was like six or seven. Yeah. I was like, "Why don't you get in my car and we'll go to work together?" Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. Also not so, liar, but so still, but sleep. it's like. We say it over and over and over again, but it's like, even if you are sleeping in five minute increments, even if you're just laying there in five minute increments, like it is the biggest thing, like sleep past the point. And I've even had clients where I've, I've given them this speech like over and over and over again. And then I come to to their postpartum. They're like, I really wish we would have understood better about the sleeping part because I didn't think I could sleep, but I didn't realize that I probably could sleep. And I just wasn't sleeping because it was new for me. It's like it's kind of like a new parent. You just don't understand what a yes. free hour is until you don't have it. Yes. If I could give to, if I could give all of our Frick clients one gift, it would be the gift of having them see a woman in labor fall asleep for two minutes in between her contractions. Yes. Because I tell people that all the time. They're like, oh, that sounds impossible this on restful i'm like you watch this woman go into a deep sleep for two minutes and it will just rock your world it's amazing how and they much need it, it. they yeah. need it at that point because even two minutes of them sleeping gives them what Gets they them need it. but if you are not actively doing that when you still have the chance you can avoid having to do that like right going into postpartum well rested and not having deprived yourself of sleep because you're excited is one of the best gifts you can give yourself and one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do yes so please listen to us just freaking sleep like don't let labor or don't chase your labor let your labor chase you in a few years it won't matter that one day that you didn't have your baby isn't gonna no, matter it will not matter it feels that like one week of sleep that you got is going mean to everything matter. in the world <laughs> it feels like forever when you're in that moment but i assure you it it's not in the long run um so okay what's another one well, we were going to like, do we want to talk about induction? I guess we talked about that in the yeah. context of out of hospital birth. Do we want to talk about that in the context of the hospital? Sure. 
because we're just talking about vaginal unmedicated. Yeah, like which real reasons for induction, not real reasons for induction. That's a yeah. whole episode. It is. I think. Have I we done a whole episode on that? No, no, I'm saying it is a whole episode. I yeah. think in short, if you if you agree to induction when your body is not ready, your chance of C-section is through the roof. Significantly higher, yeah. yeah. And again, there are outliers where agreeing to an induction earlier could save your vaginal birth, but I feel like the majority of the time being induced before your body's ready is not going to help you get the birth you want. And I feel like the way to protect that is one, advocate for yourself with your providers or find a provider who's going to support you in carrying longer and then understand what your induction options are. So do the research or ask questions, figure out what all the options are, what are the risks and benefits, what has the best outcomes and make decisions accordingly. Cause like, even if it's not what your provider is offering, that doesn't mean that it's not a good choice. It just means that that's not their normal. And what I find yeah. is that the things that are outside the box are the things that often work the best because they're their genless. She said Gen- outside the box. <laughs> I did say it. It's a dick in a box. Everything's outside your box lately. <laughs> Even though you want it inside your box. Poor unfortunate soul. So sad. <laughs> so so true. you know what this brings us to? Brings us to the time where it's time for our birth story of the wor- week. Okay. <laughs> birth story of the work. But before I tell that, and it's, it's a good one for you guys to interject things, so yep. that'll be fun. But I just want to say to Olivia that we love you. So and I much. can't get these bitches to watch Legend, not because I don't want to see it. It's just we have big plans. We the have big time. plans to watch Legend. I mean, never mind. You we big do. plans. You have big plans to watch Legend. Yeah. Can I'm, you tell me these plans? I'm chasing it. I'm chasing it like labor. I'm not letting Legend chase it's me. It's not going to be I'm as orgasmic for Legend. you if you just let it come to you. Child. Well, it would be nice if you would clue me in on these big plans yeah, for labor. That would be nice in general, but I usually don't do that. Great. That sounds good. This is our only source of surprise I watch in our it lives. So I can give her her movie back. Oh, it's so her, I thought she gave it. it to us. It's her movie. It's her movie. <laughs> she let me borrow it so that you all oh, could watch God. it. I'm sorry, Olivia. We're us. holding your movie hostage. I'm sorry. Dang I hope it. that wasn't like a movie you liked watching every month or something. It probably is because it's Tim Curry and who doesn't want to watch no, Tim no. Curry every month? But can you we, know what it's we really watch time for? Curry and watch Tim Curry. Yeah. You know what it's really time for? What? Our birth story of the week. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Wait, no, I'm, it's your I'm story, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> As she slowly sips her wine and thinks about what she wants to say. It's just, it, listen, we hear all these horrible stories. You know, everyone wants to tell their bad birth story, which I get. They suck. People do it's not that. always welcome, friends. Right. So to hear an amazing, like, that could not have gone better story is just few and far between. It's refreshing. It's ref- so that's what this is. It's a refreshing birth story. Yeah. It's one of the fastest dilations I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. So that's fun. That's a lot, mm-hmm. considering how fast your dilations go. I know. I'm pretty good at that. She said but, seen, not experienced. But, oh. but this mom, she just knocked me right under. Like, I can't even compete with this woman Ooh. in any way, shape, or form. I'm excited to hear the story. I haven't heard it. So do you remember when I was texting you guys? I was at another birth, and I was exhausted. And I was working with this mom and we were doing everything we could do and I hadn't slept. Yes, I okay. remember this that. This is one that we were just talking about earlier. Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to go into that birth story that does have that, it has a, a whole good episode ending, in and of itself. But I'm not going to talk about it. So when this other mom, whose name is Caitlin, and her husband's name Hi, is... Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. You're adorable. And her husband's name is Chase. Hello. So they, they did go ahead and hire their first-time parents. 
and they listened and they hired Emily as oh a doula. Oh my god, um, I love her so much. Emily's amazing. She is amazing. But there were a couple things that Emily over communicates sometimes. You know, she's like <laughs> she's Meredith. She's Meredith. So somehow, what happened? What had happened? Was I was up for two days. What had happened was. <laughs> was she texting like every 15 minutes no. with an update while you're trying to nap? She did update me that Caitlin was having some contractions. And I said like something like, do not call me until you need me because I haven't slept in two days. And I wanted to be a good provider for Caitlin. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. be exhausted when I show up. I want to be able to like give her good care. So Emily's a little bit more sensitive than me. So she will take that very seriously. Very seriously. And she's a new doula like she's obviously yeah. a natural and she's so good at what she does like, i can literally just see her like sitting there trying to be like ah, do i call ah. she's pushing well, she, wasn't, I call she wasn't with them <laughs> she oh. was just talking with them she wasn't with them so they called and they they were telling me or emily texted me i can't remember which like they were having contractions every six minutes and then i was like okay so here's what you do and then when they're every four minutes apart or less let me know from there, communication got very fuzzy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what happened was? What had happened? Kim so, was asleep. <laughs> oh, I did fall asleep. I was asleep. So I was going to bed when this was happening. Um, so I just was like, I'm just going to sleep all night and then I'll wake up and I'll have another baby. No, they they called two hours later. I got a call from Emily and she says to me, I'm in a deep sleep. I'm like, literally, I haven't slept in days. I'm out. And she goes, okay, don't be mad. And I was like, Emily, I couldn't possibly mad if I wanted to. I am exhausted. I'm incapable of emotion. I just woke up. I don't feel anything. Just say (laughs) what you want to say and move on. And she goes, we're at the center. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God. What center? Like center for weight loss? (laughs) Center for center of the universe. Center of the universe. (laughs) What, what, what is happening? And she's like, we're, no, we're at the birth center. And I'm like, Emily, <laughs> like y'all know my, like, I'm trying to be like, mm. what's happening voice. Emily, how, why, what's, why are you at the center by yourself without a provider? <laughs> she goes, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened, but I thought they said that I said, do you want me to tell Kim? And they said, yes, but that's not what they said. I, I, I was asking if they had told you and they said, yes. So I thought we were all on our way. And then, and then that's not what happened. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I love your Emily voice, by the way. It's she's really so, good. She's so, so sweet. She's the sweetest thing on the planet. And I was like, okay. what we have here is a problem to communicate. It's a failure. <laughs> failure to, to communicate. communicate. <laughs> Such a good movie. I'll bet you guys have seen that one yeah. on Like Legend. I okay. Have. What mm-hmm. is that? Oh my God. <laughs> it's Cool Aunt Luth, Meredith. What? Oh. <laughs> cool Aunt Luth? What? <laughs> cool Antlers? That little piece of me that was still alive just died. What's you know called? what? That's fine. We're going to add that. E- Olivia, cool. I'm going to need you to bring me your copy of Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> oh, Cool Hand Luke. I thought it was a cool lot Luth. With Paul I've, Newman. I still haven't seen that. Who's literally the hottest human ever to exist, but he's dead now. Still and also had Damn like it. a really kick-ass line of salad dressing. And also salsas. And everything went <laughs> to charity. salad dressing and salsas, and I know he's hot, so I would be down for watching it. <laughs> I not, can't. It's not hot anymore. I can't. I can't. Well, he's dead All now, right. so not. <laughs> so okay, anyway, so, so we realized they were at the center. And she said, like, the contractions are every two minutes. She's shaking. She feels nauseous. And I said, okay, perfect. Like, that's fine. I'll be there as soon as I can. 
So I got up <laughs> and dressed and sped to the center. So when I got there, she was absolutely about to push out a baby. Like, no yeah. doubt in my mind. She is like, she's on her hands and knees. She's swaying. Not in a dramatic way. Just in like, I am You in can it. tell. This oh, is, yeah. She's, she's primal. It's for real. She's like, she's throwing up. And then she's like, oh, like she's trying to breathe. And so women don't even act like puking is a thing anymore. That's when you know that shit's going yeah, down. So she wasn't like, she like, you know, some moms are like a little more dramatic or whatever. She wasn't being dramatic. She no. was just like in it. Yeah. I was so tired, but I was like, okay, we're going to rally and we're going to be here. It's going to be awesome. Rally. So Chase, you know, Chase is one of those, like, I'm going to research everything, everything under the sun, everything. Like you say that's red, you say that's red. But what I found in my research, that it's more of a maroon with like a brown-esque undertone. And I had to like approve our (laughs) podcast, right? To tell the story. He had to like listen, which is fair. Okay. You're very vulgar. Right. And he's also, let me paint his picture. Like she is five feet too. She's my height. She's beautiful. She has blonde hair. She's a. She's Does just she a, ever glisten? She's, she's always glistening, always. <laughs> but she has, unlike myself, she has very full, beautiful lips. Like she's just. But she's like the I girl you're next door. Your teeth. I also no. did. Her teeth are normal. <laughs> she has very full, beautiful teeth. No, you her, also do. Girl, Kim. you have full, beautiful you teeth. Do. Her teeth are normal, unlike mine. But her lips. I'm like, I wish I had her lips. They're so beautiful. So Which she's lips? like so adorable. <laughs> Apparently your other lips function really beautifully too. So. Thank you. They do. Awesome. But I was talking about her. I am talking about her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Now I have to compliment her lips or I seem rude. You are rude. <laughs> You're being rude. But Chase, so Chase is like this, like he's tall. He's, he go, obviously works out. He's tattooed from head to toe. He's got a beard. Hmm. He's like that, you know, that guy. Hmm. So he's like, what do we do? What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> Move your hand. Jeff. <laughs> You're enjoying my Keep description Sorry. of Chase going. way too much. So <laughs> I go to check her dilation because honestly, like if it were a day where I had slept normally, I would not have checked her Yeah, at all. I would have said, you know what? You're in it. I don't feel a need to check you. Let's roll with it. But I was so desperate. You were like, this is potentially one of those ones that's at two centimeters right now. I'm going to go for three more days. I didn't think, I didn't think that. I thought she was about to push her baby out. But I also thought if I don't get a nap right now, I'm literally going to die. So I'm going to check her out of selfishness to see if I have time to fall asleep for an hour while Emily does her dual thing. It's really big of you to to admit that I, oh i'm admitting the hell out of it yeah and chase totally it truly is about your <laughs> client yes. safety also it, i though. mean also yes like how safe is that and so chase call me out on it in just a few minutes i'll tell you that part but so i checked her and she was one centimeter like one ah! to two and i was had like that happened before and everything worked out amazingly right but i was like my brain was just like what the hell like She's not a dramatic person. Because, you know, you can pick out the ones that you know that's going to be a little dramatic. It's fine. We'll get through it. Like Meredith when she gives birth. And we're expecting it fully. And it's going to be great. And we're going to love you so much. But not Caitlin. Like, I didn't picture her to be dramatic. So my brain was like, what in the hell? Like, why is she doing all this? It's like a block of Jenga. is just like. Yeah, it just fell. So I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. I just said, your cervical dilation is not matching up with your body's response. So I would like to give it a little bit of time. So you have a doula. Yeah. So what we're going to do is is why doulas are so great. So important. I said, I'm going to give you guys, 
I'm going to spell out what you're going to do. And we did like a whole thing where they were going to jiggle and then left side lie and then right side lie. And then they were going to jiggle like we're doing this whole thing. This is what you're going to do. Like we spelled it all out. And I was like, and by we, I mean you because I'm going to sleep. And this is why you have a doula. (laughs) Like You guys have fun with this. And Chase is like, oh, I don't need to sleep. I get three hours a night anyway. I'm like, fantastic. Mm. Then you're going to do great because this is going to be an all night thing. And he was like, I got you. We got this. It's fine. So I go to take a nap and he follows me down the hallway. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> and he's like, suppose you didn't like turn and like, rage. You are invading no. my personal Go space away. at this point no. in time. <laughs> he goes, he's like, so, so just between like, what do you think? And I'm like, Chase, I think, I don't know. I, I cannot tell you why she is acting like she is about when she came in. I thought y'all are about to push out your baby. And now. She's one. I'm confused. That's what I think. I've had I, that happen before. It, it does happen. It's just like her body needs to catch up with the energy I, of the birth. Yeah. Her cervix just needs to catch up with her body. Yep. And I said, I cannot in good conscience send you home. I said this earlier. I can't send you home like this because she's transitioning. Her cervix just hasn't caught up. And he, knowing his wife very well, he was like, I just think she needs to know that she is where she is comfortable. Like ah. she knows this is where we're having our baby. And so we need to be here. So her brain's like stopping her until she gets to the place. Right. And yeah. so I agreed with him. Like he knew that he knew that she was like rocking and in his mind, this was going to be an all night thing. He was ready to go. He's like, I got my coffee. Got it. I've got, I got this. We're ready. I'm going to go jiggle. And I'm like, yeah, you do that. Cause all men think all they can of jiggle. Them love jiggling, and but they can't can't make no, it work five minutes into it they hurt so then later he was telling me he goes i wasn't about to tell emily that this, uh, that i was dying so i was like jiggling this way and then i was like maybe if i just tilt my hand this way and jiggle it won't burn so it's, bad it's so funny to watch people like try to figure it out without tapping out because it's so it's obvious because so they're hard. just like changing and like they're changing their shoulders and like their yes. neck and it's welcome. like just say it sucks it's fine welcome to the life of a doula it takes a lot more musculature than you think it would it's so hard it's so intense so That's i guess she said not so as intense as i labor, guess though. while we were talking in the hallway like i must have been just like look like gazing longingly at the bed at, into the nurse he goes what i'm hearing is you don't really give a shit and you want to take a nap and i was yes. like you are right <laughs> like i do give a shit but if i don't fall asleep right now i'm gonna be no good for anybody so i'm going to bed he goes okay i got you it's fine so i went to lay down yeah. And I did. And I slept for, I did not sleep for two hours. It was close to that. Emily came in twice and she was like, I'm so sorry, but this. So she comes in the second time and she's like, oh my God, Kimberly, how do you do this every time? I don't know how you do this every day. It's also I feel like know. this is not exactly how it goes every single no. time. She's like, no. I just feel so like, like I'm not helping enough and I just don't know what to do and nothing has changed. She's still acting the same. I don't know what to do. Like, oh my God, is this going to go on for 24 hours? And meanwhile, Emily is expecting. She's exhausted, but she doesn't want to give up on them. So I'm tired. She's tired. Poor Chase. You're on your own, friend. <laughs> like, you got this. You can do Jiggle it. it. <laughs> You, jiggle it. Exactly. You jiggle, jiggle that baby jiggle out. It, jiggle it. Jiggle it out. So I said, okay, I'm up. I'm awake. I'm up. Let's just go. I'll check her and we'll see like what, what's changed. What in the hell is going on? Because she was vomiting still. Now she's shaking. All the things. All the things. So I go to check her 
And I actually, there aren't many times where you laugh out loud. I love when you do that. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I did or not, but I did cuss. Like I don't usually say bad words to clients, but the only word I had occasionally I do, especially when cords snap and I'm not expecting (laughs) it. And then I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then Ah! I'm like, I'm sorry I said that. But for Caitlin, I was checking her and, and it wasn't computing what I was feeling. I was like, this is impossible. I just checked her two hours ago. What I'm feeling is impossible. And then finally I go, holy shit, you're, you're eight wait. centimeters. Oh, eight. <laughs> like, and Chase is boring into me, like looking with into his my eyeballs. She's very his clearly eyes. pointing to she's her She's like eyeballs. looking at, he's looking at my eyeballs. He's like, his eyes are red. I'm, and I noticed in that moment, I'm like, oh, poor Chase, your eyes are bloodshot. But I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> you're tired and yes. stressed. But I was like, you are eight centimeters oh my God, how did you do that? And he's like, yeah, she is. Like, of course he expects it. He knows his wife's a badass. It's not, but I just could not, it wasn't Because it doesn't happen all the time. Every once in a while it happens. Okay, listen, I will, I am happily, I will say in 15 years, I've never seen anyone go from one to eight in two hours. In two hours. That is a first for me. No, I cannot. I've seen it. Okay, I've not. Yeah. I've not. But, so then I was thinking like, what about the moms that come in like her that i say let's just let it and then you don't check them i don't check them Mm -hmm. and then they have their baby in two hours and i'm like oh they came in at probably eight but maybe they were only one yeah who knows but i was so impressed and i was so shocked that i couldn't believe it so then i texted our nurse whitney and i said talk text you're not going to believe this but she's eight centimeters but what came out was you're not going to believe this we have a date set in san francisco So I sent it. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I sent That's it. That's not even close. That's bad for <laughs> or San you. Diego or something. And I sent it and I waited and I was like, I'm sorry. I had to send that. That's what it said. That's what it said. Talk text that we were having a date in San Diego. And she was like, bah. Anyway. So Caitlin, like. It's not as funny as you think. It was. It was hilarious. She was tired. She was very tired. I was so tired, but it was so funny. So Caitlin's like looking at me like, duh, of course I am. Like, do you not know? No how, question, how great bitch. I am, you know, like I'm a boss. <laughs> so then she gets in the birth tub and it was just, it was so beautiful. Like Chase was just leaning in and supporting her. I was leaning down to just occasionally feel if baby was coming and then baby did come and it was like so perfect. And then I just put baby on her chest and the whole time I'm just like, I cannot believe this just happened here. I am just sleeping. So Chase kept joking. like, Hey, could you just go away? Maybe if you just go away, she'll have the baby. And it worked the first time. And I was like, I know I'm used. We actually do that sometimes. (laughs) They're like, let's just leave. We're the only thing that's changed in this situation. Privacy makes such a big difference. It does. But once this happened, all I could think about was Walter and Andrew joking about how I know nothing and how we did nothing. And I'm like, great. Andrew and Walter are right. I don't know anything. It and they is just, true. Nobody needs me. We don't. I, th- I feel like we're pretty open about the fact that we have no idea sometimes. No clue. We know the things we know, but there's a lot that we don't know. And there's still so much that was a mystery. So they had like it. They rocked out that first time. Oh, my God. It was so amazing. Essentially, he jiggled his baby to eight centimeters. She pushed the baby came out. Emily was just there to throw glitter all over everything. Did she feel like a little, little like a doula goddess? She was like, I did it. I did it. I know. I was like, Emily, <laughs> what magic are you working? And she was like, oh, my God, it's such an honor that you would even say that. <laughs> even I'm like, oh, Emily. 
they don't even but they just that's just that's just it some people don't need a specific person they yep. just need to know they're safe mm-hmm. so he was right like chase was right he knew his wife needed to be where she was safe she got there and then she just rocked their birth like it was nothing. You would have sworn she had done this three times before. Aww. Like she knew exactly what to do. She was one of those moms that's like, I don't know what to do. And then she'd change positions. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do I, I do? I love and then, that. Right. Because your brain doesn't know what to do, but your body does. Mm-hmm. And then it was one of those things where I was like, it was a very slow crown, which was like perfect. Beautiful. That's what we need. And I said, if you want to reach down, you can feel mm-hmm. how much progress you're making. She goes, I can feel it like and i was like i'm so sorry i said that i'm an idiot just keep doing what you're doing so there's a difference between feeling it with your vagina and feeling with your hands yes there is apparently that was enough for her though that was it and it was just it was so beautiful and it was like after that two day long like why is it so hard for some women and then she just not that it wasn't hard for her obviously it was in different ways but from my standpoint i'm like who births like that like what is she like some crazy birth goddess from no, another people world do it. Mm-hmm. People do but it. it was amazing and um eventually that night i did go home and, and you slept i slept for 10 straight hours <laughs> and it was amazing Full circle story because jen took the phone and someone did call at midnight but i didn't have to answer yes. it so thank you jen i appreciate that so it's time to end out this episode but we have to say like you don't have to listen to everything we say in this episode. You don't. But we think that Some if of it you helps, take our suggestions, it probably will help you have an easier labor and birth. Um, and yeah, like, but even when we don't know what we're doing, like, women are badasses in their bodies. They are amazing. Yeah. They surprise us all the time. I mean, sometimes we just really witness good. sometimes. I know nothing. Sometimes our yep. job is just to witness. Yeah. And the only other thing we have to say to that is cheers. Kaylin, Kaylin, you're a goddess. <laughs> and Chase, you're you're pretty cool. And thank you to all our Patreons. <laughs>